Good afternoon, y'all. It's good to see y'all today. Guys, today's gospel reading, again, we're still in Mark, and we're only at chapter 2, Mark chapter 2, verse 1. <clears throat> so Jesus is, of course, still in the beginnings of his public ministry. We've been following all week. He was expelling demons, so Jesus has seen big time as exorcist, um, healing people all over the place. And today, um, well, yesterday, we saw him heal Simon Peter's mother-in-law, and then healing all kinds of people. Today, he is still in his home, and uh, we see a paralytic, a man that was born uh, uh, paralyzed. And we see these courageous friends of his, right? I'm very, very drawn to this image, right? You've got to picture in your mind what's going on. There's people everywhere. Jesus can't even step outside the door. There's so many people. The entire town is gathered. And so these friends are like, like they have this buddy that he's paralyzed and they've got to get into Jesus because his fame is spread everywhere as a healer and exorcist. And so they stopped at nothing to get their buddy to Jesus. And so they crawl up the roof and they pull him up on the roof. You've got to imagine, I just picture in my own mind like they have axes and saws and all of a sudden they're just beating down the roof. And imagine if that was your house. You'd be like, oh Jesus, would you mind leaving? <laughs> Like, you're costing me a lot right now, right? They're making this big old hole. So, I mean, look, it's got to be a big hole, about a six-foot hole or so, something that large, because the guy's laying down on a mat, and they've got to lower him down. Like, they, these guys stopped at nothing to get him in front of Jesus. And so I was just very drawn by that image. I'm like, this is just an awesome image of friendship, of brotherhood, of sisterhood, Right? Like to have friends that are that that love you that much, that the most important thing to them is that they're going to find a way, no matter what happens, to get you to Jesus, to heal, to be an intercessor, right? To be able to pray for your friends because you know that they need God's touch. And maybe it's not going to be physically. Maybe you can't bring someone physically, but maybe someone in your family just needs Jesus. Maybe they're they need healing. Maybe they're sick. Maybe they're far from the Lord. Maybe their soul is paralyzed. It's not growing. It's not working right because of the effects of sin. Maybe they're trapped in bondage, in addictions. What's our response? We become the paralyzed. We become the men, the women that are lowering that paralyzed friend down to Jesus. Right? And we do that in our prayers. We do that through our prayers. Right? That we are interceding for people knowing that as we place them in front of Jesus, He's going to do what He feels best is for that person. You see, that's the other neat thing. They just wanted Jesus to heal him. Right? So they're just wanting, if we get in front of Jesus, Jesus is going to touch him, and He's going to start walking again. Jesus had something better in store. It's always the case with Jesus. We tell Jesus how to heal people, and He's like, well, I got this. Right? Let me do what I do. I'm God, you're not. So sometimes we just got to stop telling God how to do it. But anyway, so they just wanted Jesus to heal them. And Jesus is like, he looks at them. Did you catch this? He looks at their friend, at his friends. And he sees their faith. Not the paralyzed man's faith. He sees their faith. And says, my child, your sins are forgiven. Because of their faith. Like how many times do we need to hear that? Your children, your friends might be far away from God, but by bringing them to Jesus, He's going to see your faith and forgive them of their sins. <laughs> and people freak out over this. They're like, oh, are you kidding me? 
Like this is, you know, right at the beginning of Jesus' ministry. He's healing people. They're in awe of him. And now he's showing yet another way that he is God. He's divine. And they even say it. The scribes and Pharisees, what is he saying? Only God can forgive sins. Who but God can forgive sins? And Jesus is like, exactly. <laughs> That's who I am. That's who he is. He's God. Second person of the divine trinity. He is God made man in the flesh. And he is showing his divine authority to forgive sins. Man, this is remarkable. Right? Absolutely remarkable. And so the scribes and Pharisees respond in that way and Jesus reads their hearts. And I love how he says, he says, why are you thinking such thing in your hearts? Which is easier to say to the paralytic, your sins are forgiven? Arise and pick up your mat. And he says, so that you will know that the Son of Man has been given authority to forgive sins, here's your proof. I say to the paralytic man, rise, pick up your mat and go home. Here's your proof. We can't see the effect of sins being forgiven in the person's soul. I can't see that. But Jesus says, you want to see that I'm the Son of God and that I just forgave a sin? Here's your proof. Rise, pick up your mat and go home. I find it interesting. Why did he tell the paralytic man to take his mat with him? You ever thought about that? That old mat would have been something of disgrace. Something of pain. He's been laying on that mat all of his life. It's been a, an image of shame for this guy. Of paralyzation. Of I, I don't have the same life everybody else has. Why do you want me to remember that life? That's what that mat would have been a symbol of, right? Now, y'all know, many of you uh, remember my good buddy, 25 years, um, had, a, had a stroke a year ago. I guarantee you, as he has been healing, he, and he's not using the wheelchair no more, he would never want to start going back to the wheelchair. Like, why would I want to go back to a wheelchair when I can walk now? Why does Jesus want this guy to pick up his mat whenever he's totally fine, he can walk? Why? It's interesting. I don't think it's so that the man will continue to beat himself up and remain in his shame and his, his hardness of heart or whatever was there. I don't think that's why Jesus wanted him to do that. I think in my own prayer, I believe he wants the man to pick up his mat and go home because he always wants the man to have a reminder of the moment he had an encounter with the mercy of God. That mat, which was a symbol of such horrible part of that man's life, now becomes an image of redemption. It's restored. So never, ever, ever forget. We have those things in our lives, those moments in our spiritual life where we've been paralyzed by sin. And Jesus has redeemed us. Is there something that we have as a reminder that, yeah, I don't ever want to go back there again? But when I look at that part of my life, it's not painful because that part of my life is now an image of redemption and God's merciful encounter with me, right? And so it's important today that we realize that we're that paralyzed man. Or maybe you're that friend that brings people to Jesus and trusts that he's going to do what's best for their salvation and for ours. Amen? So maybe today bring your friends to Mass in your heart. Lower your friends down into your heart and let Jesus touch them.
Amen again.